Hi, my name is Thomas Johnson, and I'm the founder and CEO of Get Up and Get Fit's Wellness Coaching Concierge. I'm also a C-suite advisor and investor, and you're listening to How May I Serve You, where I'm constantly on the quest to surround myself with the best coaches while learning how to better serve our executive clientele. By asking them, How May I Serve You? Today's show is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Get Up and Get Fit will be providing students with textbooks and school supplies in Cambodia in honor of our guests today, as well as our philanthropic mission to impact at least 50,000 people per year. And today's guest is Amy La Liberté. Amy, how are you doing? Good, how are you? I am well, I'm well. So Amy is a trusted profitability advisor to business owners who are tired of being behind in their books and are ready to uncover blind spots course correct and ultimately get more profitable amy welcome to the show it's great to be here thanks for having me you're very welcome so amy let's just dive mm -hmm. right into it i okay. want you to give us some information about who you are where you where you're from how you got started the two mini version yeah so really quick um i my name is amy la liberty i am from upstate new york which is about two and a half hours outside of New York City for context. And um, I have grown up with a fascination with money. I've always been curious about how transactions work, how people relate to money. And so when it came time for me to create a career, I have spent it all with like money in some capacity. And about five years ago, I decided I wanted to take all of the knowledge that I had developed in the uh, corporate environment and apply it in my own business. And so I started my own company where I help six and seven figure business owners create a relationship with money. And I do that not only with like the obvious stuff like bookkeeping and CFO, like forecasting and doing profit first and all of that exciting stuff. But I also do it with mindset work because our mindset has such a critical part of our role as the entrepreneur um, and the CEO of our business. Yes, indeed. It's all about your mindset. So, Amy, um, I know you're from upstate New York, but where upstate exactly? Because New York State is pretty big. It's pretty vast. Yeah. Right? So where, where, where in upstate New York? So the capital of New York is Albany. And so I'm about 20 minutes outside of Albany. All right. Great, great. So have you always been, have you always been upstate or did you move around? Yeah. So I was, you know, in all, like, out in like the capital region my whole life. I went to college in Syracuse. Okay. Um, I did, I went to DC for a period of time um, in college for a internship. And then I came back to the capital region and that's where I've been ever since. Nice, nice, awesome, okay. So I know you're, I'm looking at your your title right now. Mm -hmm. My virtual CFO. So what makes what makes you a virtual CFO? Now, this is a title that's been going around more often. Um, virtual yes. CFO. What is a virtual CFO? Okay, so CFO, Chief Financial Officer. Oh, so mm -hmm. basically, it is the person that sits in your business um, that is the um, the person that understands all the financials and that can that helps you make decisions from the financial lens. It is just one of the areas that anyone considers, like you might have a chief operating officer, you might have a chief marketing officer. And if it's not chief, it's like, a, you know, whatever, like a director of marketing. So I am the person that oversees all the finances in businesses. And the reason why it's virtual is because I 
while I do have a couple of clients locally, I primarily work with clients all across the United States. And so I'm virtual in nature because I am not part of the in-person office environment. I am virtual. So I am coming through in a um, teleconferencing type situation during, you know, throughout the entire engagement. Okay. Have you always been virtual or have you gone virtual since COVID? Because I know a lot of folks had had to transition, right? Mm -hmm. so, so talk to me about that. Yeah. Nope. I have been always virtual. Um, and so it was really interesting. My colleagues that um, had in place offices and then went remote mm -hmm. and like Zoom was this thing that like was never like in their purview of awareness. And I was like, oh, I've been on this thing for three years. So, <laughs> you know, so a lot of the like transitional stuff that a lot of people had to do when COVID happened, I was already in the field. Like I already had the systems in place. I was already familiar with all the things. So thankfully, like that was the part, like that transition was, it, there was no transition. It was like I had always been there. Today's episode is sponsored by Get Up and Get Fit. Being an executive can be very demanding. Your schedule is unpredictable. You have conflicting responsibilities that pull you in multiple directions at once. You travel too much, work late hours, and cross time zones, all things that wreak havoc on your body. This is why having a wellness support team is necessary. Get Up and Get Fit is the wellness concierge support that busy executives, entrepreneurs, and celebs rely on to keep them healthy and fit despite their hectic schedules. A body under prolonged stress is not a healthy body. Time to reduce your stress. Increase your energy, flexibility, strength, and endurance so you can enjoy life instead of just living it. Go to getupandgetfit.com. That's G-E-T-U-P-N-G-E-T-F-I-T. Dot com and schedule your consultation right now. Get up and get fit. It's a lifestyle. Okay, okay. So um, I want you to share with us, <laughs> what does a typical work week look like, especially being a virtual CFO, um, and just being an executive in general? What does your typical work week look like? What yeah. Yeah. So for me, it's, that's always so interesting because I have, I try to create constraint in my work schedule because I am also a mother to three kids. Okay. My office is at home. And so there's a lot of like different things that happen there, but as an executive, you know, there's like different hats that I wear. So there's the CEO, which is, has the more visionary perspective and is like really trying to work on the business, but then I have myself divided as like the person that's working in the business. So is providing the client service delivery, who also is thinking about from like a marketing perspective, like how am I going to create the like clientele that I want to deliver the programs that I want to deliver. Okay. So really dividing that up. And what I tend to do is more of a, I've tried where I've anointed different days like so monday is like visionary day and i find that like putting putting like myself into those sorts of boxes have not traditionally worked for me 
And so what I find myself now doing that seems to be working is creating blocks within the day. So mm. not every day is the same, but it could very well be that 75% of the hours that I allocate for work is client delivery. And then 25% is doing like CEO stuff. Sometimes it's a hundred percent, but I, I allow myself permission to create that container um, at the start of the week. And then also to have a check-in with myself at the end of the day to see if I need to reset. That's what works for me. It's okay. not, it's not something that I'm like, you must do, you know, like, I feel like there's so many um, ways to do something. And it's, I think it's really about the experimentation and figuring out what works for you and what feels most aligning that leads you to create the results that you wish to create. Yeah, you're absolutely, you're absolutely right. Uh, but with me, I have um, specific times chunk out for specific activities, but then I need, I need some, um, I need a little block where I'm able to recalibrate and meditate mm -hmm. and get my head back running. Cause if I go back to back, I'm not going to, I can function that way. You know, mm -hmm. so I totally, I totally understand. And mm -hmm. I'm a single person. You're a mother. You have, you yeah. deal with kids too. So I know you have a lot more on your plate. <laughs> yeah. 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 It's definitely, I feel like there's like constraint, like in containers around like the day. And for me, um, sleep is super important to me. So I'm a little, uh, like I'm, I'm pretty, um, meticulous about when things start to shut down for me and how I do that. And so like, that's really like, I feel like there's work day, there's family time, and then there's sleep. And I'm like, I try to be very intentional about that sleep because I can't function as a CEO. I can't function as a, like a person or a mother or a wife if I don't have the sleep. You know what, Amy? I'm glad, I'm glad you, you put sleep as in hierarchy because I tell I tell a lot of folks, my friends, um, our clientele, that sleep is king, nutrition is queen, and exercise is the prince or princess, whatever you may call it. But sleep is such an important thing that we need to focus on. And I'm glad you are focused on sleep right now because a lot of mm -hmm. other folks that are in C-suite or just high performance in general tend to sacrifice sleep in order to perform, which is kind of productive in a way. Mm -hmm. No, and I was someone who who like subscribed to that. Like I'm definitely someone who is very familiar with working till 2 a.m. I have not done that in quite a long time. That was like, I mean, the last time I it was like a two-year like journey for me to unlearn that. But I feel like there's such a um there's such dialogue around like the overworking and that, you know, like it's it's almost like a competition. And I think if you're a C-suite or executive or an entrepreneur, I feel like a competitive spirit is something that's in your DNA. And so like the activation of that, it can make it so appealing to do that. But for me, I found that when I really started to take a step back and prioritize my sleep, I had, I performed better yes, during indeed. the hours. There you go. So what advice would you give to other executives about staying on top of the game? Well, I mean, like we said before, I would say sleep is a priority. And I also think that like creating, like, what are your values? And again, these are not necessarily like the things that one would hear, but after being in doing this for over five years, I feel like what are the what are your values as an individual? And then what are the company values? And chances are they may not be like exact matches, but they would probably be in the same realm. And my sense is, is that are you checking in with yourself and are you living according to like are your personal values aligned with your personal life? Are your business values aligned? And if they're not, 
what is the level of awareness that you can bring to that as well as what is the intention that you can do to course correct and shift back into that? Um, because I think that often what happens is, is that if we don't have that check-in, if we don't have that awareness wrapped into like our daily practices, we can be off course and not even realize that we are. So that's something that's super important. But again, I really think that like thought downloads and really checking in with your brain, the mindset mm -hmm. stuff is so critical daily thought downloads, like, how am I feeling today? And even if you don't want to do like a generic one, if something is really on your heart, you know, like, what is it? And then just drop down like all of the thoughts that you have. And some of them are going to be these thoughts that you want to keep. But you're also going to find some sneaky thoughts that you know, aren't going to be serving you and you get yeah. to do like the work around deciding whether or not that gets to have the airspace, the precious airspace in your in your mind. Uh, you know, for your life, for your day. Yes, indeed. So being able to tap in on, on the on a daily basis, on, on the regular, is it's a very, very important um quality when it comes to just living and just um producing and being a productive individual. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, and I, and I, one other thing I, I I love that you mentioned you mentioned about your values. Um, mm -hmm. I agree with you. Allowing your your values and your virtues to be your compass, it keeps you grounded. It keeps you centered, um, and you're less distracted by everything that life is being is thrown at you, right? So, double down on your values, lean on your values, and you will go the right direction. So, mm -hmm. I agree with you, I agree with you fully on that. I'm I'm the same way. My values are first, <laughs> mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. definitely. So, um, what what type of clientele do you work with typically? Do you work with you know middle um like small companies, middle mid-sized companies, large companies like what what's your clientele? So my clientele tends to be six to seven figure business owners. The six figure business owners are ones that are looking to have scale into seven figures. And the seven figure business owners are either like just wanting to like sort of stay where they are in like that 2.55 million or they're looking to scale into eight figures. And okay. um and so that's where I send the reason why that I I am in that space is because a lot of uh, businesses that have, you know, the eight figures or higher, they tend to have a complete and whole in-house operation for their finance department. Sure. So it really becomes like necessary for them to have at least a full-time like person on their team rather than like a fractional person like that they, they currently outsource. So if that ever does happen, we start to look at course correcting on that and getting somebody in-house trained and ready to go. Um, so those are the those are the the types of clientele. And the other thing that I think really distinguishes me is I work with service based professional um, companies, so medical practices, digital marketing agencies. So I don't tend to work with product based businesses. It's okay. not for anything other than the fact that the service based business owner has a very unique perspective and needs that I that that works really well with what my skill set offers. Understood. Okay. Okay. Mm -hmm. No, I mean, I interview a lot of coaches. So would, do you also work with, with coaches as well or just, um, Okay. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. So I do, I do work with a lot of, I, I do work with coaches, um, primarily the coaching that um, the coaches that I work with, they are um, individuals who are, um, they're working with one-on-one -on -one clients. They have a built out one-on-one -on -one clients and they're also creating another offering of like, whether it's a course or program or a membership community or something of that sort, where they're like running two different business models in place. Mm -hmm. They're looking or two different offers in place. And what they're really looking for is someone to just help facilitate 
like the financial side of it so that they can launch and create that secondary offer um, all while eventually making it so that maybe like the one-on-one coaching becomes lower yeah. of a priority. And then like the group coaching, because what I have found with a lot of coaches is that they want to help as many people as they can. So once they've really like dialed in on their, um, on what their unique um, skill set is as a coach, they want to make sure that they're able to attract as many people as possible to create the transformation that so many people desire. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. So Amy, if someone were to inquire about your services, where can it find you? Yeah. So if you go to my website, myvirtualcfo.co, uh, that's where I am in the world of the internet and you can check out all the things. I am in the process of, um, of creating a program that's a group-based program um, called the Finance Edit. And so if you're interested in learning more about that, you can go over and uh, sign up for the uh, to get more information on that. Awesome, awesome. Amy, thank you for coming on today's episode of How May I Serve You. Thank you for sharing your story and providing your insight. And I'd also like to thank all of our listeners and viewers for lending us the ears and the eyeballs. And last but not least, Amy, how may I serve you? I, I knew you told me you were going to ask me this and I'm like, (laughs) I feel like, you know what? I think just if you wouldn't mind holding space for me for maybe one minute of your day today, I am in the process of doing a new thing in my business and it's bringing up all the thoughts and feelings. And I think that just having someone hold space for me and, and have the belief that I am able to create things that I haven't created before would be great. It's accountability. Mm hmm. Got it, got it. We'll make it happen. Definitely, definitely. All right. So again, this is your host, Thomas Johnson. If you enjoyed today's episode, please feel free to share with, with someone else that will benefit. And make sure to stay tuned for next week's episode. We're out. Cheers. Cheers.